of the passions Cruel and ignorant of the heart Men use the gods to be masters of the masses Blind eyes and divines, tyranny is art Why do you call me a godless heathen? Never judge you of the things which you stand Promise of salvation, threats of damnation This is the willful ignorance of man Hello, all you beautiful creatures of the night. Welcome to the Satanic in Nature podcast. We are Sin. Our subtitle is The Gay Agenda, Baby Eating, Witchcraft, Polyamory, Drugs, Rock and Roll, and Anything Else You Might Consider Offensive to Society. It's going to get weird in here. I am Cora Howell. Normally, Tomoe would introduce themselves at this point, but right now they are taking a bit of a break to take care of themselves. As such, rather than fly sill, I thought I'd take this opportunity to bring someone in that has been on the podcast whether you realize it or not so cat why don't you introduce who you are uh all right um hello listeners out there and beautiful creatures of the night i love that saying um <laughs> <laughs> hello i am uh, catastrophic and i am the lead vocalist and drummer in the band standing at the back which is the music that you hear at the start of this podcast Cora and I are longtime friends, fellow Satanists, found each other through that community. I am one of the co-founders of Hail Arizona, uh, which Cora is, of course, a member of. And we've had the chance to work together for a long time and enjoy hanging out with you. We're friends. Absolutely. (laughs) I think more more than just friends. I mean, we had family dinner the other night. Like yeah, that's true. Like like we're kind of we're kind of reaching into that friend of family kind of territory at this point. So yeah, I mean, we uh, met on a on a yeah, picking up trash, picking up trash on the side of the highway. Uh, <laughs> led to uh, this beautiful crazy thing um, that is our lives now. But you know, I I think that that's been the amazing thing. And thank you for being here. I really appreciate you being a part of this. Um, and we'll get into why Cat is such a perfect match for the episode tonight in a sec. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, please go to patreon.com slash satanic nature and join one of our tiers. Both tiers get you access to our Discord server. The $5 tier gives you access to the extra stuff we post on our Patreon. If you'd like to directly say some things to us, please feel free to send us an email at satanicinnature at gmail.com or fill out the submission form on our Linktree website, which can be found on all of our social media accounts. We have a new patron and want to shout out Ruby. Welcome and thanks for being a part of our patrons. All of our patrons are great and we can't thank them enough for the support they give us. Your contributions go towards the production and posting of the show directly and help us to cover the cost of putting this show on, including fees, hosting websites, and even the fees that go to our Discord. Hail all of you. And that's really it. Kat, why don't you introduce the topic of the day? So in this episode, we are going to be going through satanic music. Where did it start? Who made people think of mainstream music as satanic? And who is actually satanic? And even what are some great bands today and great artists out there? So let's get into it. You know, I think the place we should start is where did this idea that music at all could even be satanic come from because for the longest time music was pretty much what hymns and random things you'd hear in a baptist church or something like that like i mean for a long time music was very centered around christianity 
for hundreds and thousands of years, but where it started to change was in the 20th century. But it didn't really get satanic until much later. And unfortunately, we can't really get into it until we've started to talk about the satanic panic and in the 1980s in particular. But there was a specific moment that things got much more, you know, intense with music in general. In May 1985, the news program 2020 ran a segment on Satan worship that described animal mutations, clearly in some kind of bizarre ritual within rock music associated with devil worship. They also described satanic graffiti and backwards messages in pop songs. I remember trying to play records backwards. When, <laughs> did it actually work is my question. Did you ever you know, play a record backwards and hear something? Um, Look, you, you convinced yourself that you heard something whether or not you did. It was like Bloody Mary. I don't know if you ever played that game, if that was still a thing. But like you put your fingers on the mirror and you're like, oh, yeah. supposed to say Bloody Mary and Bloody Mary appears, right? It's like light as a board, stiff as a feather. You know, you get out of it what you put into it. So... Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a satanic ritual too, you know. But I mean, um, we didn't know to call it that. But yeah, I mean, I don't remember explicitly uh, having anything saying anything backwards. Although there is a really great, um, more modern song today where they deliberately play something backward in the song to make it sound with like this, you know, satanic sound that you, they're talking about. But now they're and just it, making fun of it at this point. No, because because this one, when you play it backwards, it actually does give a message, and it's really good. Okay, I I'm gonna have to figure out what that one that is because I I want to hear it since uh, it, could big, it could be my big reveal at the end for people that want to know exactly because at, <laughs> at this point like every time I've played a record album uh, album backwards on a because I actually do listen to vinyl occasionally I have a record player in my okay. apartment and I've never heard anything but just absolute weird gibberish and everything like that maybe if I was under the influence of something I could have uh probably done a little bit better at that but um you know at this point not so much i I think it's (laughs) funny though that that didn't end there basically from that point onward music was considered satanic in particular when it came to rock music and other genres within pop and in fact three years later nbc commissioned its own special hosted by geraldo rivera just like 2020 yeah it's it's Geraldo. Geraldo. <laughs> I'm not old enough to even know how to pronounce it correctly. So. Yeah, I'm just I'm just telling you I lived through the nineties, so <laughs> it's Geraldo Rivera. Yeah, I have no I, idea. I watched me all of the Springer, all of the Montes, all of the, the Donahues, the Oprahs. I was their coming of age. There we go. I remember uh, when he got punched too. That was fabulous. <laughs> no, I'm gonna have to look that up. Right. No, so like like legit like by your generation he had gone on to become a quasi legitimate like newscaster yeah because i don't even remember anything like even yeah, he, trashy he used to host about... his own version of springer oh wow okay <laughs> yeah because i watched springer occasionally just for the uh fact that they definitely try to make things extra ridiculous at this point <laughs> like they're not even like trying to be legitimate that's what i'm saying like like this this is that era of of talk shows right which early talk show gained a lot of viewers because they were entertaining right so you had a lot of wild shenanigans going on on these talk shows because people would watch it 
Well, and that's the funny thing. In this same article, I think it was about something else. And I think it was Procter and Gamble who got accused of being satanic. But their comment to this was hilarious <laughs> to me because it was like, try to fight a rumor. Right. It doesn't work. <laughs> so, like, so, so like to, to stage this, right. The, yeah. the, the funny part of this is the lawsuit that came about um, between Procter and Gamble and what was the other person who was suing them? Oh, I can't even remember. Who, who raised the stink. Anyway, I can't remember yeah. the name. Um, so essentially what they were saying was that there was hidden messaging. And that's what, that's what we start to see through this era of the satan of the satanic panic is this idea of hidden messaging in all of your things. So Procter Gamble makes like shampoo and baby powder and, you know, that kind of stuff. And now all of a sudden they're having the public going after them saying you are secretly embedding satanic symbols and whatever in, in your marketing. Everyone beware starts the smear campaign. And then you have a company like Fortune 500 company like Procter & Gamble, right? Because these people are not hurting by any means and certainly by today's standards, whole nother conversation there. But these people saying you can't fight a rumor. <laughs> <laughs> like and and they're right though like if someone, right. if someone starts a conspiracy theory that's completely based on and that's the foundation of the gop was right born. it's like uh, i can't even have a conversation with people nowadays when they start to talk about a conspiracy theory because their entire basis of evidence is rumor it has nothing <laughs> to do with fact and that's what like gets to me you can't fight that and so the funny thing is the same thing happened with music. In fact, during that same episode, they brought and interviewed Ozzy Osbourne because, of course, Mr. I bit a head off of a bat like uh, was the perfect target for that. But, you know, if you think about it, even the name of his uh, band, Black Sabbath, right, and that kind of thing, he was hinting at being, you know, and I'm going to put this in air quotes, satanic, right? And to a certain extent, yeah. The music itself well, is. He I may mean, not be. The, but... the imagery is. Yeah. The, the idea that it invokes, invokes this sort of, you know, classic iconography, you know, of what it, what Satanism is. So if you're going to, you know, associate it with all things black and dark, then like, <laughs> he's like, cool, I will embody that and be, you know, laughing all the way to the bank. Well, and that's actually a theme with a lot of different bands. I mean, there was a lot of different ones from that era. I mean, you've got ACDC's Highway to Hell. You've got like <laughs> fucking everything. I was I was thinking of like, uh, Motley Crue. Motley Crue. Devil. Yeah, shout shout out the devil. <laughs> Absolutely, like all of that stuff was playing off that exact same mentality, and just trying to profit off of it they the music itself was really fucking good music and like shaped rock music today but well I mean, it was certainly music of the era right right and, and where people were and what they were looking for and it fit in with this it fit in with the satanic panic and this classic idea of these images you know meaning that your kids are are gonna worship the devil you know so <laughs> <laughs> that was where like you know kids that are Freaking nerds out there doing their happy D and D stuff, you know, and then all of a sudden, their parents are freaking out over it, and it's like this is a like math and creativity and something <laughs> interesting, and you know, so there was there was uh, there was like pamphlets and stuff started that started to be released, you yeah. know, of things that you should keep your kid from, and 
certainly the further you were on that uh, Christian continuum, probably the more likely you were to find it. A hundred percent. I think in the episode we did on a, the uh, atheists that led the way, we posted a link to a video of that was done as a, a thing for a police department who was actually telling people about how to spot signs that their kids were being corrupted by the devil and to report it to the police. And this is not like a joke video. This was actually training designed mm-hmm. for police officers at the time. And it actually had those specific like songs. Are Is your son or daughter listening to heavy metal rock music and uh, in particular, like they showed like a Nazi Osborne and Bla- like Black Sabbath and, you know, type, you know, poster and everything like that with a pentagram on it. And it was like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, the 80s. Oh, the 80s. <laughs> so when <sighs> you when you that. see that. Smoking like, the devil's lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> there was people really afraid that the, their kids were going to be corrupted by these like there's so, there are so many like honest look i i lived through the 80s i get it but like there's so many things that i look back on in today and just like what the fuck i mean like what were people thinking yeah <laughs> I, I, I mean that's that's the beauty of, of hindsight i guess and reflection like we didn't know any better so i mean i i can look back at the 2000s especially when i was finally old enough to start to understand things like because i was born in 1990 everyone so that means in the 90s i was too young to really get what was going on to the point where like but then you know bush era hit and uh yeah i'm just gonna leave it at that um (laughs) things started to change the interesting thing that people don't realize is how many people were exposed to this that nbc particular showing was shown to almost 20 million homes and that's insane when we think about how many people that influenced across this country we don't have anything like it today yeah so Uh, so you had this you know former like daytime talk show you know shock show host hosting this show that was aired on 2020 which you know was this legitimate you know, everybody took all of this as legitimate news, as actual research news. And so it hits the homes of 20 million people. And like a lot of people started losing, like they were worried. They were legitimate, you know, they were worried about, I wouldn't say it was legitimate, but they were worried that that this was in fact something that was coming into their homes, that was coming for their children. And well, and they always, ca- they would always say things like, uh, there has, based on our evidence, there has to be something there. But until we can have real evidence, it's purely speculative, right? But all people heard was there has to be something there. They didn't like take the caveat at the end that they covered their ass with, you know. As well, anything. and and look, if, if what like today's standards are any kind of tell, I mean, granted, we didn't have the the internet back then, you know, so it was you had to to rely on other on other stories but we also start seeing this turn in frankly in our media where media is you know starting this to understand that they make a profit when they have hits you know when they have you know in, in a way that print media hadn't prior to that 
Like they didn't care about views. They cared about telling the truth for a long time. And then all of a sudden they changed it to so, what gets us the most clicks or, or I mean, not in this yeah. era, that era, but like well, what gets the, us the, the most views on TV. Yeah. The, 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 the daytime talk show turned into the 24 hour news cycle, which is still the daytime talk show. And somehow people don't like, they don't put that together, but that's what you're watching is the Jerry Springer of 2023. When you, when you turn this crap on, like understand the filter that you're seeing this through. That's all like, Fox at, News is at this at, point. At the end of every Fox yeah. News episode, there should have been a, and and the baby's father is, you know, kind of reveal. <laughs> I, I think it should even be more ridiculous than that. Like the fact that like some of these programs have been sued and then have said, well, we're just entertainment instead of news. I'll leave that oh, to yeah. You know, whoever wants to do that, like, tells you all you need to know, right? We're bridging into a whole nother topic here and a whole totally, other episode but on, I on think... news media accountability and yellow journalism. Oh, God, I know. How but... that's associated. I but, think but... the tangent matters, though, when it comes to how this particular thing came about, right? Well, certainly music has been a part of society for, you know, all time, and in in this case it it it's used in a lot of, in a lot of cases for a lot of different things but as a medium right so music is and especially the way that music worked back then the way the music industry worked back then because you didn't have streaming you bought people's records you know so <clears throat> there was a lot more um connection i think to these the, the bands you had a, a limited selection it was easier to target and the flip side of that is it was easier for bands and musicians to have their brand and have their image and appeal to rebellious teenagers and you know yeah so you know even looking back further there there was times at which people demonized musics i mean and you know even talking about like the devil went down to georgia and things that are a little bit older there's been there was other music that was referencing that, but there was never even like blues in the 19, you know, 20s and stuff like that in 1930s was considered sort of risque, but it was never explicitly called satanic like this, too, which was, I think, the, uh, another big change that happened. But what's really funny to me is that what people don't understand is there's actual satanic bands out there like we have satanic bands today. People don't get that. Um, it is just kind of interesting. There is a song. It's called the the Dies Eres. And it is, I don't even know how many years old. It's, it's like a ancient whatever song. But essentially what it, what it speaks to is this really interesting progression of chords. And when you play it, it is associated with death or dark or devil kind of depending on the translation right that you go through mm -hmm. and so even to this day when people follow that same chord progression they're playing this song within other stuff and it kind of invokes this melody that we all know everybody's heard it but you don't know you don't know that you've heard it that is always associated with like death or dark or the devil or whatever so in um, for example in the movie Sweeney Todd this theme this progression goes all throughout the movie oh really it's i had no character idea. who is associated with either murder or getting killed well and <clears throat> i'm sure like we've all heard it and that's one of those things that's actually really interesting because cultural references to music actually matter too 
like what we've all heard in the past and what we associate those things with uh, makes a difference. I was actually watching this thing about like what was a happy celebration in a different culture that sounded like the darkest music I've ever heard in my entire life. Yet in their culture, it was like a celebration. And it was like, I think that people don't understand like that we have all been told that something is a certain way and it's all based on our societal construct uh, of things too. So it's interesting that that chord has been so ingrained in society as being yeah. dark and evil and <laughs> that kind <Yeah>. of thing. <laughs> it's so, kind I mean. of funny, but, but you were talking about like bands that have been branded that way have been yeah. branded as being satanic. So if, yeah, if you just, uh, if you just Google satanic bands, like it brings up suggestions of bands. So like mayhem 1984, uh, it lists, um, or since 1984, it lists, uh, black Sabbath. So I guess this is bands that are associated that way. Um, I gotta be honest. I don't know a lot of these bands. <laughs> Which is fine. I think that's the funny part is that everyone like we oh, have our bands that more. we actually listen to that like I've heard real Satanists listen. listened. Why? Listen? Yeah. Why? Why is Slayer, Slayer listed on there? I'm <laughs> sorry, but no. Um, um, there's a band called Cradle of Faith. Yeah, I've heard them. Yeah. Okay. Slipknot, Judas Priest. Love Slipknot. Yeah. I'm scrolling through here. Well, they do have, okay, they do have Twin Temple. So props, props to Twin Temple. Twin Temple is absolutely a satanic band. If anyone's out there and actually wants to listen to a band that the people who are playing in it are Satanists and actually align with modern Satanism, Twin Temple is up there for you. And what's really funny to me about Twin Temple and listing that name people automatically assume that a lot of bands that are satanic are metal or rock bands they're not metal or rock <laughs> like they're like a doo-wop like they're a satanic doo-wop they're a satanic doo-wop band and so their lyrics are so so good like they're it's awesome they have i love that they have a feminist you know perspective and just lots of good things to say good things to think about like, and I think people get like uh, a little bit uppity about the fact that they actually recorded their like music in the old style of like the 19, you know, 50s doo-wop bands, it's, but it's they do it. It's yeah. It's real doo-wop. Like, <laughs> it's people, fantastic. Like, but well, and but yeah. I do think they've like, from a music perspective, they've definitely taken a modern, you know, a modern spin on it. So I don't yeah. feel like I'm listening to the big bopper. I really, I really love their sound. Yeah, same. I really like them. I also like Amigo the Devil, which isn't listed on that, and I think is a true satanic type band that's out there. Well, so Amigo the Devil is a individual performer, so maybe that's why he's not listed um, in bands. Maybe solo acts. Although maybe, he, maybe that's yeah. the case. Maybe because it's a solo act, he didn't get make the thing as a band. But as far as satanic music goes, he's modern wise a great one to list and is getting pretty famous at this point for a lot of people um i also think I mean, he, that he definitely uses that imagery i don't know yeah i mean the name of his band is friend of the devil but <laughs> instead of, like, <laughs> let me make it clear for you yes uh and on top of that like i do think that um 
his lyrics are amazing, but it also goes into that thing where there's this misconception about satanic bands is they do not have to be metal because he's like what alternative style almost amigo the devil yeah i i think i heard him refer to himself as murder folk once murder folk <laughs> i would i think that's a great there needs to be some you know definition here of, of what what does it mean to be <laughs> a satanic band exactly you like I, right i think that's the funny part is i actually like that description because i think of him as almost a cross between mumford and sons and satanism (laughs) like (laughs) he's like the embodiment of it (laughs) danny if you're listening come on the podcast (laughs) we'd love to have you one of my favorite artists out there twin temple amigo the devil those are some ones that i really like i also love black sabbath but i don't I don't think of them as satanic. I think of them as someone who used that opportunity. Um, I still love. Yeah, their- I mean, I mean, look, yeah, you, you gotta love Ozzy, and we've all watched the the Osbournes. You know that. <laughs> What's wa- really funny? Grow it, up, yeah. Is that not everyone's watched the Osbournes anymore? Like, I talk to um, my like younger people out there. I'm I'm not that old. I'm 32, but. At the same time, I talked to someone who's 20. They have no idea what the Osbournes are. <laughs> so their only frame of reference is like Ozzy today? Yes. Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> that is very fascinating, right? Because Ozzy today is just and, like... And Sharon, isn't she on like The the View or something yes, like that? Yes, yes she like, is. Who is this British woman? And Why on top of that, then there's I'm, like They're Ozzie. probably not the same audience that watches The View. Yeah, and then there's Ozzy who can barely speak anymore. And <laughs> like... I mean... Lots of, a lot drugs. of drugs in the 60s and 70s. <laughs> Lots just, of drugs. Just, just ride it out, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got that reputation because there was a... I want to say... Later on, there was like a VH1 behind the music about it. So um, he had a reputation for biting the heads off bats. But this was something that it's kind of this this story that, you know, grew and got embellished and turned into a thing and then turned into a prop. So and he leaned into it like he's he totally leaned into it, made it marketable. And, you know, like I said, like laughing all the way to the bank. So. Props to him. That's one way to fund your retirement. Yeah. Hail, <laughs> hail, hail Ozzy, man. Yes, absolutely. I'll give him absolute credit for that. That was brilliant. <laughs> for, for um, that, yeah. Making Satan popular again. Um, <laughs> oh, we should make hats make Satan popular again. <laughs> make Satan popular again. The, the, the thing is, I don't, I don't think it's ever not been popular, right? If you That's could, true. If it's all things anti-establishment, <laughs> thinking for yourself you know questioning then it's falls it falls under the umbrella absolutely well i I think it is the point too where i want to give you a chance to talk about your music a little bit because not everybody knows all the music that you've done they listen to the intro song and some people have taken the initiative to go on there in fact Tomoy loves standing at the backs music and so do i and we both listen to them i actually go to shows all the time to go see cat in person and uh it's great music. I just want to give you a chance to like speak to what's going on with the band and everything like that. Oh, well, thanks for saying all that. Like, I love to have you come out. Thanks for your support. You know, we're just, we're a local band and there's a really great scene here of local musicians. And 
I love it because it it gives us an opportunity to talk about the things that we want to talk about and say the things that, you know, we need to say. And I feel like we're in a lot of ways good representatives of our generation. Um, and there's a lot of stuff going on in the world that um, needs people who will push back and who will um, make their voices heard. So it, to me, that's what standing at the back is all about. Um, so one aspect of the band is, is we have some songs that are more explicit, I guess, about this. So I could fall into that to that uh, genre of being a satanic band. But um, we consider ourselves to be very genre fluid. Um, so we like a lot of difference. <laughs> I would agree. But that's the, one of the best parts. I mean, everyone, they they may not have it on their current album that's released, but I just went and listened to them talk about their neighbor who, who came out in thigh high socks or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so that we has some kind of uh, classic like skater punk sounding kind of stuff <laughs> uh, in our in our we have one album out. Um, it's called One Foot in the Grave. And we recorded that shortly after it was, you know, safe when we found a, a sweet spot to to get together and to do some recording. It was around, you know, the pandemic. So we have this album out um, and we've been playing a lot of local shows. Um, but really the way that bands get booked, right, is to have people who listen to them and to have, have a following and have a presence. So um, it's important that bands, you know, that we'd be able to continue to record and put music out there. So we are a little more than halfway in the writing of our second album, and we are hoping to get back into the studio soon to start recording some songs off of our second album, um, where we have really expanded our style and started playing with some different stuff. We have some uh, we, we're going to call it cowpunk happening <laughs> in this new album. There is a harmonica and a little yodeling. Um, I love we it. Also, <laughs> yeah. We also have a, a song um, called Nevermore that is taken from, of course, Edgar Allan Poe's love it. Um, you know, classic, uh, classic poem. And Cat um, knows this about me, but you all probably don't, is that I literally have a zombie raven on my back shoulder because I love <laughs> Al Edgar Allan Poe so much. So yeah, I, uh, so I literally put something from his poetry, The Raven, on my back shoulder. So <laughs> That's awesome. So we, we have this song called Nevermore that is based off of Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. And it's fun because it, it samples some different kinds of sounds. I think we've started experimenting a little bit with... Um, are more gothy type sounds so love it but yeah we have a little we have a little surf punk happening and in our in one foot in the grave there's a song on there uh, called pretty bird that is for all the murderinos out there people that follow true crime and it's the idea of what happens when a serial killer falls in love oh goodness all i can think of is so you remember Dumb and Dumber, like when he tapes the head back onto the parrot and there's the little boy who gets the parrot back and he's just sitting there petting the bird or going, pretty bird, pretty bird. <laughs> yeah, that kind of like- That's all I can think of right bird, now. Pretty bird, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, and it's like, we, we love to play with lyrics. We do write a lot of political stuff and things that, like I said, I think are the reflection of our of our day. So Well, and I think that that's the, you know, thing. You, I mean, you all were wearing, what, LGBTQ stuff this last show that I went and saw you all over the place. And uh, 
you know, nice uteruses and things like that. So uh, I I wouldn't say that you're shy when it comes to making a political statement. So yeah, no, we very much believe that you know people are people and people yeah. need to be uh, protected and safe and you know want to be a safe space and and start talking about things and talking about things maybe even in in communities where they haven't quite figured out how necessarily yet. So trying to. I mean, that's what punk is, you know, it, it's it's pushing the envelope and um, having some, you know, honest conversations about things that need to be discussed. So and that's what Satanism is, in my opinion, in a lot of ways. A hundred percent. Like they kind of have parallel missions. So in that essence, in the spirit of the episode, I'm going to close it with this is they are parallel in that. So like fuck maybe music is satanic i agree with the christians what the hell um <laughs> i'll take it uh and to that i just want to say hail satan and hail cat um for being here so thank you for being on this was great and we'd love to have you back again sometime maybe even just not talk about music we can i mean considering you're around me and a friend like it'd be great to have you on for other stuff too oh thanks i Love to come be on the show. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, th th thanks for having me. And uh... he'll see. All right. Take care, everyone. <laughs>